last time on Magic Folk. We have some intel from Jeeves Stobbs. It's a cave called Yard Sard Cave. Okay, so you see a guy, he's got a strange thing. Kiss is a very large red bird man. Put your charges at him. I'm gonna throw one in my hand axe. I have a hand axe as well. And so he's gonna lean down and kind of scratch the ground and say, it's okay, little guy, come here. Can you tell me where the sky went? Just don't ever throw a fucking axe at me again. And there's a second of hissing and then an explosion. A pale red circular rift emanates and one by one you're swallowed. Okay, so you're all falling through this weird pale red ethereal tube that just opened up in space in this cave. And uh, it's just this red portal. And as you fall in, Gomex, the first to go in, he's kind of laying on the wall, kind of by this pocket of air still. And his Gomex armor charms almost like a bell um, just for a split second. It's just like, ching. And the details in his armor are tinted red. Gomex falling, but while he does so, he unsheaths his sword and he pulls out his shield, bracing for impact, but he faints. How's everybody else doing, emotion-wise? Out of character, how's everybody? How are we doing? Uh, I was pretty distressed that the gym broke, because so I was going to add that to my nest as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, we need to find out where we are, because at the moment, I'm pretty sure Burnin is full-on panic attack. Claire is really concerned about this monkey. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're upset because you didn't get to eat it? <laughs> yeah. All I was going to say was, um, if anyone is distressed, Cinder's going to kind of like... Uh, air swim over to you and just give you a little hug. He's pretty good at comforting people. <laughs> Here's my question is like, how long are we falling through this? Like, is it before we realize it or is this like a while? Um. <laughs> well, let me just start by saying that Bernan immediately faints. Oh, thanks. Oh. Basically, as soon as the tunnel reaches his feet, he's out unconscious. So Bernan doesn't know. Yeah, Cinder's going to go over because he's a scrawny boy. He's going to wrap him up and try to help break the fall <laughs> wherever we end up falling out at. Make an athletics check as you kind of try and like skydive maneuver your way over to Bernan. Yeah, we're swimming. We're swimming through air. <laughs> athletics. Oh, I am proficient in that. 15. So you manage to swim your way over to Bernan and you grab him and you're just sort of cradling him as his feet stick out to the right of you as you fall face forward through this tunnel. Maybe you like pet his head a little softly. Yeah. But as you're falling, Syndra, you're able to stay conscious and you notice something very, very strange that you've never seen anything like this before. These giant big blocky words pass by you as though somebody wrote messages on the walls of this tunnel except they're not on the walls as they, they kind of pass through the center of the cave. They're flying at you like bullets almost, but they don't hit you. They don't do any damage. And the words one by one read, this, period, is, period, not, period, great, period. <laughs> I'll take that that's the truth and not the lie. No shit. <laughs> this is like in the ether? Yeah, just in the ether. Yeah, does Claire see them? Nope. Claire enters the tunnel and she's able to resist a little bit more than Bernan is, but after a second or two in there, she faints too. Kiss, you're awake, you're kind of calm, and you're meditative in a weird way, considering you were just in a cave for who knows how long, trying to escape and see the sky. Yeah. It's maybe because you're used to falling and used to flying. And Kiss, you envision yourself as a child in your parents' nest, and you look down from your nest and you see your dad just fucking beating the shit out of this other adult 
bird. Holy crap. <laughs> That's illegal. It, it's a consensual fight. It's like a boxing match. Mm-hmm. It's training. It's practice. But he's just wailing on this guy. He's wrecking him. And eventually they kind of laugh and shrug it off and tap hands and it's all in good fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether or not this actually happened is up to you. Is it a memory? Is it a vision? I'd say it was a memory. That sounds right. Cool. Sounds like something. And you do retain consciousness. Vernon, while you're unconscious, you have a vision and it's just blackness at first. But then this glowing gray figure emerges from the shadows and it's kind of a faint glow, but it's not enough to make out any details about it. Almost as, as though you're looking at somebody through fog, but of course there is no fog and it's, it's oddly beautiful. But then these distorted charred black hands emerge from the gray mass. Within these hands is a glowing gray stone, very similar to the gemstone that you saw that was crushed by the boulder that brought you here. The stone suddenly vanishes from the figure's hands in an instant, and you notice that the hands have changed, and the left hand is making the symbol three, with its thumb, its first finger, and its second finger. Hmm. That's about it, I think. Claire, you fainted, and nothing happens. When you awaken on the other side, you don't really recall anything. Sindra and Kiss retain consciousness. Everybody emerges from the other end of this tube, and you land on what is right now an unknown surface to you. It's kind of chaos going on around you. You just get a sense that this is not good. You're not in a great place. It may not be safe. Sindra, you're shaken from the impacts, but you actually see Gomek fall through the surface that you're on. He lands with an impact, and uh, maybe his armor cuts through it a little bit and manages to crumble a little hole where he is, and he falls through. But as this happens, Claire... Although unconscious, instinctually reacts and grabs Gomek's shield, but she's too weak and, of course, not awake, so Gomek falls through. Claire keeps Gomek's shield. Is it paper mache? You gotta give Claire a little more credit than that. Come on, she's pretty strong. She is asleep, though. What is going on? Don't worry, this is almost the end of the exposition. I'm sorry, this is a lot, I know. Sindra and Kiss, you land, the impact causes you to faint. You stayed awake through the tunnel, but you land in this chaotic room, and the impact causes you to faint, and you all awaken maybe an hour later? Oh, what... What happened? (laughs) As soon as I'm conscious, everything that I've got on me, like my instrument and my sword and everything, I rip off and I'm just like standing up looking for some way out immediately. And it's not like a like comical, like I am legit freaking the fuck out. All right, I'm going to strength check against him again. Try to get this boy restrained and calm down. (laughs) Okay, go for it. So Brandon's like naked or? (laughs) No, I mean, I've got my clothes on, but like, it's like, you know how like if you're freaking out and you've got like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, like a jacket on or something and you're having a panic attack, you don't want that on you. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. It's like that. All right, I got 17 on my strength. I've got his hands by his side trying to get him to calm down. Let go of me. Let go of me. Eyes on me. Let go of me. Let go of me. Eyes on me. Everything's going to be fine. I kick him. I kick him. Don't kick me. Kiss comes over and uh, hugs you again. <laughs> Is that like a an attack roll? Yeah. I got an 11, so it's not going to do anything to you. <laughs> that does not beat my armor class. But I am like, I do it several times. That's fine. I'm just going to keep your hands to your sides and just keep trying to get you to look in my steely eyes. <laughs> just calm down. Breathe. No, don't. Don't. I'm, se- <laughs> I'm serious. I'm freaking out. Breathe. Deep breaths. No, you don't. Breathe in. What? what? You, you said it wouldn't even be any danger. Don't make me use charm person. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a shit what you do. What's everybody else up to? <laughs> I think Kiss is trying to hug him again because he thinks that's a very effective tool. <laughs> 
Oh, hug squad. Yeah, we're just giving like a making a little burning sandwich. Oh. Make a hug check. Oh, it's a crit. <laughs> I get overwhelmed and I go silent. I am just catatonic. Look, I did it. I calmed him down. I see that Kiss has things under control, so I'm I'm gonna go check on Claire. Okay, so you walk over and help Claire up. She's still maybe on the ground from having fainted so early in the tunnel. And Claire, you stand up. Yeah, stand up. You all good? So like, yeah. Just feel like I got a really bad hangover. <laughs> oh, you would know. So I guess I'll investigate the hole that Gomek fell through. Okay, sure. Investigation, it's a 10. That's enough to tell that you guys are real high up in the air. You're on the upper three-fourths of this room, and as you kind of start to look around, you notice you're in a massive, massive, massive cavern, and it's not like the other caverns that you were in. There's sort of this pale orange-red, reddish-yellow glow coming through a moderately dense fog that's spread out throughout the room, but in certain parts you can see far enough to see that there are walls, you are inside, you are not outdoors. You guys are real high up, so Gomek fucking fell. If I were to lean over the hole, would I be able to uh, see down there and see where he's at? If you roll well enough, sure. And it's a 12. Okay, I'll give you that. I mean, you see that Gomek's down there on the ground. You can see that he's on these kind of yellow, pale, white, off-white, kind of yellowish bricks. I'm going to yell down to him, but not really because my voice hurts. Okay. I say, hey, buddy. Go, Mac! No response, but he's down there. He's dead. (laughs) Oh, I have an idea. I'll send Freya down there to go check on him. Okay. Or she might die. That wouldn't be good. No. You do get a sense that this is a pretty dangerous place. And actually, like, you kind of feel like there's stuff in the fog and you don't want to send Freya out into that alone. Good call. That's my advice. You can do what you want. It's your bird. Well, yeah, I think I think we're just gonna... But as you look down through this hole, you do see that Gomek's in kind of a courtyard of sorts. It's kind of hard to spot him at first because there's other armor around him. And swords and items and loot corpses. This sounds like Dark Souls. <laughs> it kind of like Dark Souls. I was going to say it sounds like Alice in Wonderland. We fell down a hole and everything's bad. But you see the Gomex kind of in this courtyard slash warrior graveyard down there. There's a bunch of shit. Awesome. I'm going to yell back down to him. We're coming for you, buddy. Just, just hang in there. And I guess we're going to regroup. So everybody kind of stands up and, and gets together and... Yeah. I'm not, I'm just standing there. I'm not responding to anything. Uh, I think I'll just fireman carry Burnin. Or is that okay? Does that work? <laughs> that solved our problems before. <laughs> we can all just take turns carrying him around during this campaign. <laughs> is somebody getting my stuff or are you all not having the foresight to do that? I'll take the guy if you take the stuff. I don't want to carry a metal sword around and not be able to magic if I need to. Yeah, I got you. All right, I'll get the stuff then. Toss him over my shoulder again. Claire can carry something here, too, so. Oh, yeah. Claire, why don't you carry the accordion? Or the... The thing. The doodle D. Doodle D? The squeezy box. (laughs) The squeezy... If it helps you guys, the instrument has the word lead setter painted on it. Claire picks up the lead setter. Fabulous. And everybody make a perception check. Can I get disadvantage on mine since I'm like... Yep. Oops. Ooh, boy. It's a seven. Five. I got a nine. Well, we're all dead. I got an eight. And we all died. I'll give you that you realize you're standing on clumps of red moss. See, I knew it was important. But it's not just moss. It's kind of condensed. It's almost like you notice it's a hybrid, almost of like stone and moss and a little flesh in there. And it, it's pretty firm, but also it feels like if you impact it too hard or if you strike it, it might, you know, it's alive. So it might recoil a little bit and it might 
dump you off of this thing at any moment. So are we in a room? Are there like any exits visible? So I'll say that you're on a big round pillar. You're towards the sides of it. It kind of flares out at different points on this pillar Mm. and it does reach the ceiling. So you are in like a big old cavern at the center where the stock of this pillar is. There is a doorway. Cool. I guess let's head that way. Yeah, let's go through that door. So as you walk into the door, there's kind of a crude staircase. Like it's real crappy. It's carved out of this moss and stone. You kind of trip a little bit as you're going down. It's like a cellar. There's like an opening, but it's kind of a doorway into the ground, into this pillar. And you enter a beige tiled room and it's kind of oddly sterile compared to all this chaos going on outside. You notice that there are some bones scattered around and up pops a skeleton. (laughs) So roll initiative. Awesome. As we're rolling, can I ask if our skull friend came with us? Yep. Cool. Does it belong with the skeleton? (laughs) Are you saying, like, can you piece it together with other skeletons to make a full skeleton? No, I'm I'm just asking, are we on a quest to return this skull to his body or whatever? Are there underlying motives for this skull? You rolled really well when you're investigating it. So I'm going to say this skull is not useless. And it might take like an arcana check or some other type of investigation to figure out what it is. It's also not sentient. It's not like it's not like it needs to be returned to its body. It was a an actual skull, but it hasn't been revived or no no necromancy has been used on it to revive it and give it sentience or make it so that it needs to be reunited with its other remains. Hmm. Okay. So there's a skeleton. Oh, initiative was 15. Four. Six. I also got a six. Are we at level two now? <laughs> yes. Oh, I forgot to mention that. I'm sorry. Yes. When you found the treasure, you leveled up. Hooray. So I'll say that the skeleton has like a bloodstained dagger in its hand. And that's it. It's just a, you know, skeleton with a dagger. So go ahead, Syndra. <laughs> All right. Y'all ready for this? Dun, 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 dun. I'm going to use wild shape. Hell yeah. Oh, what are you turning into? I'm going to turn into a big old brown bear. Oh my gosh. Nice. You crank it up. <laughs> Burnin, I think you need to make some kind of check. <laughs> yeah, because he's still on my shoulders, isn't he? <laughs> Oh, no. Yeah, are you putting me down? I I need to put him down. This is an odd psychedelic journey for Burnin in which this strange druid man holding him as he's in a catatonic state just morphs into a bear. (laughs) And now I'm a bear. Okay, so I got a five. Oh, no. (laughs) I got a 15, so Burnin will take disadvantage on any sort of like hits, like attacks or ranged attacks, because he's scared. Mm -hmm. There's a bear now. (laughs) On top of all of this, there's a bear. (laughs) (laughs) Second worst day of his life. (laughs) Wild shape or circle of the moon, it's a bonus action. Okay, cool. Oh, sweet. So you're going to swing? Yeah, of course I'm going to swing. Run in there and slash at him with my claws. Let's do this. It's a nat 20. Oh, my God. Best first wild shape ever. (laughs) So roll damage on your claw attack. Well, there's a one, a three. So that's eight total. Okay, so then you do 16 points of damage. Oh, because crit, yeah. In wild shape, you can't talk. So Sindra just growls really loud. And I think he's kind of surprised because I don't know that he knew he had this in him until just now. (laughs) (laughs) He just kind of hulked into a bear. (laughs) So is everyone familiar with Madagascar? He just kind of does roar (laughs) 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 and runs up and slashes the skeleton. So this skeleton, you just like tear through it. I mean, you're ripping through bone here. Sweet. It's dead. Oh. Oh. I mean, it was dead, but it's dead. <laughs> you one hit it, you one shot it, and you notice on the far end, there are some stairs leading even further down. Well. That was fun. Let's keep going. Sorry to spoil the combat, guys. Five skeletons jump up. They get a surprise round on you. Oh, oh. shit. 
Including the one that you killed. Oh, he's back. So he's probably angry. He's going to roll first. Got a 14 against armor class. Yeah, that'll hit the bear. Okay. It wouldn't hit Syndra, but it would hit the bear. He does three damage. Okay. Next, there's a a pretty normal skeleton. It's going to make a ranged attack on Kiss. Bring it on. Five against armor class. Watch out for his axe, dude. You got a five. <laughs> so that does not hit, I take it. No, it does not. So this kind of like black ray shoots out of its hand as it points at you. And this skeleton you notice is wearing a black robe. It just gleams off your bird chest. Your feathers kind of deflect it and nothing happens. Uh-huh. The next skeleton is wearing a metal helmet. It has a big old shield and it's going to rear back and punch it burning. Okay. Two against armor class. Yeah, I'm 11. There's a pretty good gap between them. Burnin sidesteps it and it kind of fumbles back behind you and now it's behind you. So if you'd like to make an opportunity attack Burnin, you can do that. You know, like in anime where like the character with the glasses, like glasses lens just like shines brightly and all of a sudden they're (laughs) a badass. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to pull out my hand crossbow, which I had like kept hidden this whole time. And I'm going to fire at the skeleton. Make a ranged attack. 11. 11 does not do it actually. So I'm still fucked up. I'm like that meme of Mr. Krabs where everything is spinning around him. (laughs) (laughs) The crossbow bolt actually just lands in this skeleton shield as it spins around really quick and it embeds itself in a wooden shield. The next skeleton, it's got a rotten wooden club. It's got some nasty, nasty green mold on it. So y'all be careful. And it's going to swing at Claire. My armor class is 11. So it hits you. Let's see how much damage it does. Okay, make a... Constitution saving throw? Nine. We'll say that's enough because this isn't just like nasty. You resist the poison mold that's growing on this thing, this nasty old thing. And the club kind of slunks into you with the mush. It's it's very rotten. Ew. And it does three points of damage to you. Ugh. Moving on, finally, okay, there's a skeleton with a bow and arrow. And the arrow, you kind of notice that the tip of it is bone, which is kind of fucked up. And it's going to shoot at the bear. Not Syndra, the bear. <laughs> it is a natural 20. Oh, no. So it's double damage, six damage. Oh, okay, that's not bad. With wild shape, I temporarily take off on the animal's hit points. Right. And so then when those hit points are depleted, I change back into person and I have person hit points. Oh, cool. Okay. So I'm I'm not anywhere close to dying at this point. That makes one of us. <laughs> huh. Kiss? Yeah, I'm going to rage. Yeah. Yeah. Feeling really uh, cooped up for a while. <laughs> a little caged. Yeah, right. Rage is a barbarian mechanic. It just gives me some buffs. But when uh, when Kiss rages, his head feathers stand up like those angry parakeets and stuff. <laughs> and uh, also, he can't really talk when he's raged. That's something I've decided. So uh, my head feathers raise up and I go, squawk. <laughs> <laughs> And I charged the skeleton that shot the thing at me, the one that had the ropes on. 16. That'll do it. That is 11 points of damage. That kills this one. So it sort of crumbles to the ground. It's black robes flowing. And there's no more skeleton, actually. So this one, its bones didn't just break and it didn't just fall down. It's like dust. Oh, okay. Next in the order is Claire. I'm going to use Scorching Ray. How many numbers of targets? Three. There are four skeletons left. You got the dagger skeleton, you've got helmet, shield skeleton, wood skeleton, and bow and arrow skeleton, and they, they're all in range. So how much health does the one that hit me have? I believe they're all at full health. That one gets two. The one with the dagger gets one too. You roll one D twenty for a range spell attack. Fourteen. That will do it for both of those guys, the club boy and the dagger boy. Um, I get two D six. That's a six and a two. So we're gonna say that one went to the poison guy, I'm guessing. Yeah. So that's eight points of damage, Kate. A four and a one. It's a five. Okay. So overall, you do 12 points of damage. That skeleton is just lit up. 
and it does not have its club anymore, you actually, the fireball passes through it and sort of dissipates as it hits it, and the club is just gone. You you incinerated it, and it's standing there now. Instead of pale white, it's charred and black. But it's standing. Barely, but it's standing. Can I take this third one and just and just end it? Uh, yeah, I'll let you do that. Range spell attack. 16. Yep, that'll do it. Three. That'll do it. All right, he's dead. So he falls to the ground, again, charred into dust. There's nothing left of this guy, so he cannot come back and surprise you. Next in the order is Burnin. You have a skeleton with a dagger, this creepy bloodstained dagger, and it's standing kind of in front of you. To your back is a skeleton with a shield and a metal helmet with no weapon. Then kind of back behind the skeleton with the dagger is the skeleton with a bow and arrow, and that's it. Okay, so what I want to do is I want to aim my crossbow at the skeleton with the bow and arrow. Okay. And then I want to move away from the shield skeleton. 13. 13 against the bow and arrow will hit. Three. You successfully hit. Crossbow bolt hits this guy right square in the forehead. And then I move away. You step away from the skeleton with the shield. Next in the order, we're back to Syndra. I think I'm going to go after the shield guy and I'm just going to go in with my claws again. Sure. Roll an attack. 18. That'll hit. Roll damage. It's 15. Wow. Okay. So this skeleton with the shield, as soon as your claw touches it, it's dust. (laughs) You don't even make an impact. It just turns into dust. Basically, this weird yellow flaky dust that just falls to the ground in a pile. Ew. Gross. It's pretty gross. Burnin's grossed out. And I forgot to give Burnin disadvantage on his ranged attack throws, but I'm going to say he broke through when he turned into a badass anime character. He broke through his fear. (laughs) (laughs) When he realized who the bear was. So next in the order are the skeletons. So so far we've got a dagger skeleton and bow and arrow. The dagger skeleton's going to actually charge at Kiss and try and stab him. 13 against Stacy. No good. Okay. So you kind of sidestep him. You juke him a little bit and he just goes charging past you. Nice. Since we only have two skeletons left i'm gonna shoot with the bow and arrow burning just shot this guy so he's gonna shoot at burning eight against ac 11 cool so he misses the arrow bounces off the wall behind you actually and just kind of falls to the ground with a thud i'm a weasley little boy he is tall and thin he'd be hard to hit mm-hmm. it just goes like right between his arm and his body like his <laughs> armpit is where the arrow goes okay next in the order is kiss i'm going to attack the guy that charged me with your axe Dagger skeleton. Calm dag. Eight will not do it. Okay, next is Claire. I want to crush the dagger dude's head in my jaw. (laughs) Okay, you're biting him? Nice. Oh my God. Fuck yeah. (laughs) You're a good wizard. That's some wizardly magic right there. All right, go. I don't roll a roll a regular attack. I guess a d20. This is my bite magic. 13. That'll do it. Let's see, bite. I've got 1d6 plus one. So go ahead and roll a d6. Six. So you kill that skeleton. You crush his skull in your teeth. Sweet. This bloody, nasty dagger falls to the ground, still bits of flesh flaking off of it. Your mouth is suddenly full of dust. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Burning your next. So all we have left is bow and arrow guy, right? Yep. I want to run at him and point blank shoot him in hopes of getting some sort of bonus. I'll, I'll give you a little bit of a bonus on your attack roll. Okay, yeah. Well, fuck it. Um, I got a two, so I probably fall on my face while making an attempt to, <laughs> to do this. <laughs> oh. You actually like start to run towards this guy and let out a, a little yell. The skeleton just kind of like shrugs a little bit is you trip over your own shoes. I go, ah! (laughs) You don't fall down, but it's just kind of like, it's laughing at you a little bit under its breath. Next in the order, Syndra. Well, I'm going to avenge my fallen friend. And by fallen, I mean tripped up. I got an 18. That'll do it. I'm jumping in there. Syndra's a badass. And I guess I'm going to call him again. 
So I got a one, three, that's four, plus four, it's eight. He crumples to the ground. Hooray. His white bone arrows fall from the quiver and land in the ground with a thud and a clack as he turns to dust. Hooray. And you did it. Congratulations. We win. I hate myself. <laughs> that was so cathartic. Do you guys want to make a perception check? I'm glad y'all got to kill something. I got a nat 20, so lay it on me. Vernon finds 20 gold pieces in a sack in the corner of the room. Oh, nice. <laughs> Just hanging out. I leave it. It doesn't mean anything to me right now. <laughs> you don't want to tell your friends that there's gold over there? <laughs> I pick it up and I throw it at somebody. Clear catches. <laughs> Claire can have it. Kiss got a 14. Kiss finds a small sack with about five gold pieces in it and a couple small gemstones. Hey, perfect. I got a nine perception. I find that I'm still a bear. (laughs) (laughs) You are still a bear. You do notice the dagger on the ground and it's kind of like arcane looking and and freaky and weird, weirdly carved, stained with blood. So if you want to, I'll let you pick that up. I guess I'll unwild shape and I can do an arcane check on it. Sure. People might be surprised that I'm suddenly a person again. Oh, shit. Hey, guys, what's up? (laughs) Oh, that was you? (laughs) 18 on the arcana check. Okay. It is definitely enchanted with necrotic magic. Sweet. And any sort of undead creature using it gets plus something to their attack. Well, I never know when I'll be undead. (laughs) This is true. At this rate. Since I am a druid and we can't have metal, is the hilt metal or is it wooden? I'm going to say it's made of bone. Yay, I'll pick it up. Ew. Stuff that in my pocket. So make sure you write that down on your character sheet, everybody. This week, since I'm not sick, I'm going to attempt an accent, so don't freak out on me. Cannot wait. It's going to be real bad. (laughs) As your DM, I should say I'm feeling a little bit under the weather, so I'm going to try and not breathe through my mouth the entire time. Oh, no. So I'm sorry if the recording sounds like really breathy, but I'm a little congested and my throat's a little sore, and I have to do a lot of talking now. So I took a Dayquil and drank a Red Bull, (laughs) and I have water here, so I should be okay. So you guys are all in a room full of dead skeletons and you picked up some stuff off of them. You just killed five skeletons that came up and attacked you. It's this tiled room. It's kind of weird. It's oddly sterile. Like it's not, I mean, sure, there's like a bunch of dead stuff in it, but it's like not nearly the chaos of being outside in this area, quote unquote outside, meaning outside the tower that you're in. And there is a small set of stairs leading down into what you can see is another similar room. Okay, I have an agenda. What's your agenda? Y'all know Burnin's name, but I don't think that Burnin knows everybody else's name, right? He knows Gomex. I think you know Kiss. He knows Kiss because Kiss introduced himself. So he doesn't know Syndra's from what I remember. Burnin turns to Syndra and he has like a very embarrassed sort of looking face. Like his cheeks are very red. He kind of shifts his weight from foot to foot for a second and he says... Um, listen, uh, earlier I said some things that were really rude, and, um, I cussed at you, and that was not nice, and I wanted to apologize for that. Um, all right. Thanks. Great. Okay. So, you, and then he turns to Claire. What? Uh, ma'am, can I, uh, can I please have my in- in- instrument back, please? Uh, is that what you call this thing? <laughs> uh... Here, she hands it. Okay, so he takes it back and puts it on and kind of wiggles around like he looks a lot more comfortable now that it's back. And he says, thank you. And he turns to Kiss and he says, so can I have my sword back too, 
Please, I promise I won't throw it again. Why, of course. I just toss it. Oh, no, do you really? Yeah. <laughs> Make a athletic save. Oh, dear God. <laughs> it's sheathed, right? Or is it like open blade? Oh, no. Yeah, is it, does it have a sheath on it? No, no sheath. Oh, okay, never mind. I don't do that. Never mind, sorry. <laughs> Redcon. <laughs> I'm not going to like have it... <laughs> Stab burning. Slice his hand off. Yeah. But I'm just saying as far as like catching the sword goes and not letting it fall to the ground. Okay, so I got a 17. All right, you catch it. Okay. You catch it just fine. It's actually pretty impressive to the group because Burnin does not look like the type to catch a big sword. <laughs> but at the same time, he wears that uh, that thing yeah. strapped to his body all the time. So it must give him kind of a good workout. And he's he's pretty athletic. Nice athletics, skinny boy. Thank you, big bird. <laughs> Why, thank you. (laughs) As I said, when Kiss found the sword inside of the chest, there is some draconic writing on this sword, and it's kind of across the blade carved into it. It's not crude. It's very masterful, but it's like inlaid into the blade of this sword. So Bernan looks at it, and he looks at Claire. Miss, pardon pardon my my assumptions here, but uh, do you know how to... You you, you know how to read draconic. Well, of course. I am a dragon. Could you translate, possibly, this sword for me? Yeah, sure. Uh, What does it say? So Claire looks at the sword. Yeah, I do that. She reads it out loud in common. Inscribed on the blade are the words, the performer. Yeah, it says the performer. I, t- I totally knew that. Huh. And that's it. <sighs> I was expecting it to be like instructions on how to get out of this hell hole. Cinder's <laughs> <laughs> going to cautiously approach Burnin and put a hand on his shoulder. Try to get his attention a little bit. Uh, excuse me. Are you are you all right? I'm not having the best day. We'll put it that way. Are you going to freak out again? <laughs> <laughs> Probably most definitely 100%. Definitely yes. As long as you're honest, uh, that is fine. I just wanted to know. I, I need to be prepared for these sorts of things. Hey, did you hit your head coming down? Because you sound a little different. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I say we keep moving because these bone people are scary. <laughs> and no, nobody freak out. No, I'm gonna freak out. No, no, it's okay. Just, just try, just try to to don't do that. My whole life is trying to don't do that. <laughs> well. A for effort. So I guess we go down these steps. Sounds good. You guys walk down the stairs and it's a room that's just about as big. Very similar setup. It's got tiles. You got lots and lots of bones scattered across the ground. Except this time there aren't any like clearly defined skeletons. They're kind of just like scattered across with clothes and crumpled stuff and crushed up bones. And everybody roll a perception check. Oh, that's a 21. Ooh, baby. Like, wow. It's 20. I got a 20 after modifiers. Dang, we see everything. I rolled a nine. So everybody but Claire sees this. I'm going to say like you enter straight down into this room and there are four walls. It's a square box. On the left end in the wall is a giant skull. It's the same color as the tile and it's sort of embedded in the wall. Oh boy. It actually kind of moves its jaw a little bit as you walk in the room. You should roll initiative. Cool. I'm trying to decide if Burnin screams at this or if he's okay for now. 14. Kiss got a nine. One of us should let Claire know what's happening if she didn't see it. <laughs> skull! Or I, I got a seven. So leading the order will be the skull. He's going to kind of open its mouth a little bit. And as this is happening, roll one more perception check, everyone. 18. 17. 16. 10. So everybody sees this. The skeleton's missing five teeth, kind of in a row, alternating from bottom top, bottom top, moving from left to right. (gasps) As it opens its mouth, a glow emanates from inside and it shoots magic missiles at you. Oh, great. And there's no save here. Uh, It's just a dart. 
Kiss, Syndra, and Claire. Ha ha! Claire takes two, and Syndra and Kiss take five. Oh my goodness. Okay. Bernard screams. Ah! Next in the order is Claire. Magic Missile is level one, right? Sure. All right. Yeah, I'm going to use that mother on the skelly. So you can roll damage. Magic Missile's just hit. Okay, so a four, a two, and a four. So 10 damage. I just picture Claire like waving her finger around in a circle. (laughs) And that's like all she does to summon Magic Missile. These three missiles, three glowing blue missiles emanate from nowhere and launch over at the skull and hit in successive order. And nothing really happens. The skull looks unfazed. Next in the order is Kiss. Okay, I'm going to force its jaw closed. So you're going to run up to this thing? Run up to the thing and then see if I can just keep its mouth closed so everyone can like wail on it while I'm maybe keeping the spells inside. (laughs) (laughs) You can run up to it and you're going to make a strength contest against the skull. Pretty good at that. Well, that's a nine. It got a 16. (laughs) So you try and force the skull's jaw. It just forces it open. You know, jaws are pretty strong, especially a jaw this big. Maybe the skull belonged to like some kind of behemoth. Okay, so it's like a real skull. You do notice this skull is actually made of bone. A real ass skull. And Kiss, from this vantage point, do another perception check. That's a 20. You actually see, kind of sitting right under the jaw of the skull in the mess of stuff on the floor, a black tooth about the size of the skull's jaws. As in, it would fit within the skull's jaws, not a tooth as big as the jaw. Okay, that'd be terrifying. It would. I pick it up and I turn to the rest of them and say, what is this? Because I don't have teeth, so I don't know them very well. that it's a tooth what is a tooth it's a tooth it goes in your mouth uh, what oh god it go it go it, it put it in the skull burnin is next in the order okay burnin's gonna use mage hand and start <laughs> flinging around debris to look for another tooth Okay, roll a perception check. Eight. You find nothing. What? What? Oh, good. You kind of just fling some bones around and like maybe some lands on Claire's sandals and she's like, Why? What? Why? Those are designer. (laughs) So I'm going to use a bonus action. I'm going to actually do the bard thing and be a real bard. So I'm going to use bardic inspiration. It says I can inspire others through stirring words or music. And I use a bonus action on my turn to choose a creature other than myself within 60 feet who can hear me. That creature gains one bardic inspiration die, a D6. Oh, wow. Once within the next 10 minutes, they can roll the die and add the number to any ability check, attack roll, or saving throw. And you can wait until after you roll the d20 to decide, but you have to do it before the DM says whether the roll succeeds or fails. Yeah, I'm picking Kiss. (laughs) I'm going to inspire him to learn how to put the the tooth in the skull. Well, you did tell me to do that, so I think my next action will be doing that. I think that Kiss can just put the tooth in the skull. Is Kiss going to be smart enough? Yeah, that doesn't take a roll. Well, I was going to sing a funny song about what a skull is and how the tooth goes in it, but since you took the wind out of those sails, I'll just... <laughs> oh, we can retcon this shit and pretend I didn't say anything. Nope. <laughs> the head bone's connected to the tooth bone. <laughs> the tooth is the thing that you chew with. <laughs> oh, I understand now. The skull's gonna kill you if you're not careful. <laughs> we can sing the song later when we're teaching Kiss all about the beauty of being a person. Yeah, there's all sorts of squishy parts to us. I'm not gonna play a song right now. I'm, I'm gonna use my words again. Live no evil. Live on, evil. <laughs> and you can just mull over what that might possibly mean but maybe you feel a little bit bolder i like it do i need to make a roll of if i comprehend that or not no cool cindra is oddly inspired by the poetry of the words even though cindra likely does not understand fabulous into it i like it he's a smart boy he's cindra's like what see see no evil do no evil (laughs) (laughs) some reason that makes you feel really good so looking around the room what all did we perceive again there's debris debris there's clothing different colored stuff like cracked bones and all sorts of junk. I have the cantrip produce flame, and I kind of just want to light a bunch of piles of debris on fire and see if we find some teeth. Fuck yes. 
<laughs> I love that. I love it. Fuck yes. Do I need to roll against a pile of debris? <laughs> no, it doesn't have an armor class. So uh, I'll just say you can go ahead and light it up and you light up a couple piles. If I spin really fast, can I do like some some fire circle stuff? <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, I'm going to say... Cinder use fire spin. Cinder uses fire spin. Unfortunately, I think that now Claire and Vernon have to make a deck save to not get hit by this fire. Oh, I'm sorry. Dexterity is my specialty. Well, I got a nine. Fifteen. Okay, so Claire doesn't take any damage and Vernon will take two points of damage. Sweet, you just get a little singed. <laughs> A little singe. Your eyebrows get singed a little bit. Vernon is, should be afraid of fire because he's probably coated in flammable materials. It was just a little singe. Toasty. So you burn some piles of debris and sure enough, you find a green tooth. Awesome. I'm going to go pick up the green tooth. Next in the order is the skull and it's going to sort of cackle a little bit like <laughs> and shoot another magic missile. Oh boy. Shooting all three at our friend Kiss. Oh no. Bring it on, Mr. Bony Behemoth. <laughs> Not very good at comebacks. <laughs> Eight damage. You're so close to the skull, it kind of just kisses you with this magic missile. But with a name like Kiss. Owie, zowie. And next in the order is Claire. Are there any more invisible teeth? Nope. Can I do a perception check for them? Sure. 17. Did you roll twice? I heard two rolls. Yeah, I did, but it was interfered. All right. I'll <laughs> believe you this time, but be careful. <laughs> well, I mean, it was like a 15 before, so if you want to give me a 15, you can't, but... All right. Within one of these burned piles of crap on the ground, you see a bright white shining tooth to the far end of the room, the very far end, directly across from the stairs that you entered. Great. Yeah, I'm going to use Mage Hand to pick up that tooth and put it in our bony friend's mouth. Okay. Okay, awesome. Where? I'm going to put it in the second bottom, in the middle. Okay, cool. Next in the order will be Kiss. All right, I'm going to slam that bad boy. All right, I'm going to put it right next to his, to the right. And uh, did anything happen, or is that just it? Nope. You put the tooth in, it fits. doesn't fit very well, but it, it fits, you know, it'll sit in there. Hmm. I was like, I'm going to move away so I don't get blasted again. So you kind of retreat back to the entryway where your party is? Yeah. You guys can also hide in the stairwell. <laughs> you could be behind cover. I'm just saying. <laughs> just for future reference. I don't want anyone to die. I mean, I do, but I don't. Next in the order will be Bernan. I want to do a perception check on the room to see if I see anything that might allude to a pattern for the colors of the teeth. Okay. That'll be a 19. So you don't see anything that alludes to any sort of pattern with the teeth. But you do look down as you're pondering and kind of glancing around the room and you see a little flash of red in a pile towards the stairs. I reach for that with a mage hand. And you pick it up and sure enough, it's a red tooth. Okay, so I, I send it across the room with the mage hand to shove it in the skull. Where you put it? I'm going to put it in the top left slot. Okay. This one actually, it doesn't fit in there. It's not going to stay in. You know, it's on the upper jaw, so it just kind of falls out and hits the floor. If I were to, like, retreat for cover, is it a choice between attempting again and retreating? Nope, you can still move. I'm going to try the bottom left and then book it, maybe with the tooth in tow if it doesn't go in. Your mage hand kind of bumps the bottom left, and again, nothing happens. You can't get the tooth in there. It's too narrow of a gap for this tooth. Okay. The mage hand brings the tooth to me while I run and hide? Sure. 
Next in the order is Syndra. I'm going to do a perception check, I guess, to see if there are any more visible teeth. Okay. And it is 17. Sure. With that, you actually look down and right between your feet, not quite on fire, <laughs> a yellow tooth sitting in a pile of debris. So I guess I'll lean down and pick that up and I have two teeth now. And the ones in your hands. <laughs> I just have one in my hand. Ha! Ha! It's a joke about the teeth in your mouth. Ha! Yeah, you don't... Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry, that was really bad. <laughs> I'm going to be a big boy, and I'm going to run across the room, because I don't have that mage hand business, and I'm just going to shove... I'm going to put yellow on the top right. Okay. Does that stick? You jam it in there real hard, and because the gap is kind of small between these teeth, again, it fits, but not great. Not great. Okay. Hmm. I guess I'm just gonna take some heat from those magic missiles. You can try the other one, too, if you want. Oh, um, I'll put green on the other top, top left. That's great. <laughs> so this tooth fits perfectly in its slot. Awesome. I'm talking, it just slides right in there, and it actually glows for a split second and then turns kind of off-white, the, the same color the skull is, and fades in with the rest of the teeth, and you can't even tell that there was a gap there. Oh, Okay. <laughs> I'm going to turn around to the rest of the group who's very smartly hiding. Except for Claire. From this giant skull. I'm going to say, guys, I did it. <laughs> Only Burnin's hiding. <laughs> oh. True to his nature. <laughs> we have black, white, green, red, yellow. And green is good. So next in the order is the skull. It's going to shoot three magic missiles right at Syndra. Awesome. Brace for impact. You take nine points of damage. All right. And then Claire, it's your turn. Okay, are all the teeth up there at this point, or are there more missing? Nope, you got five teeth. Well, that four now, and there are now four gaps. Mm -hmm. Everybody make an insight check. 18. Got a 15. <laughs> five. Nine. So, Claire, you actually kind of have a little flash of memory. You remember something from your last battle with the skeletons. Mm -hmm. You remember that the skeleton with the bow and arrow with the white bone tip is the skeleton you killed last. Mm. And Burnin, likewise, you remember that the skeleton with the blood-stained red dagger mm. is the skeleton that you killed second to last. Okay. Hey, guys, I just remembered something. And then... <laughs> <laughs> And she's going to use Mage Hand on the white one and move it to the far right. I guess with Mage Hand, you kind of punch out the, the black tooth that's sitting in the far right right now. Mm -hmm. And you plop that white one in there and it sits perfectly again. And it turns sort of the same off-white color as the rest of the skull. And you've got two teeth solved. Oh, yeah. The, the white one was the last, one I, last skeleton I killed. What color did you kill first? It's probably oversimplistic, but I feel like in case someone doesn't get it... <laughs> So next in the order will be Kiss. Kiss, the red one goes in the top right. The red one goes in the top right. I do that. I run over. Can you, are you throwing me the red one? You can either run up to Burnin and grab the tooth and then run up to the skull and then you're stuck up there with the skull. Or you can run up to the skull and make an athletics check, check to try and catch the tooth as Burnin throws it at you. Then you can retreat from the skull. Uh, I like the second one because it sounds way more hard. Badass. So I'm doing that. Okay. Make an athletics check. And I got a plus four in athletics. Hitting the bird, Jim. <laughs> 16. You run up to the skull and Burnin instinctively underhand tosses you this red tooth and it actually flies right by Syndra's face as you reach out and catch it one-handed. It's sort of like the Matrix. Syndra kind of ducks back a little bit to avoid getting hit in the face with the red tooth. <laughs> yeah, and we slam it in the next to the white one. So you slam dunk that shit and it gets right in the tooth hole and it turns normal. FYI, I put my tongue out like Jordan when I slam that tooth in. <laughs> Sweet. Next in the order would be Burnin. I'm showing that the only two that are missing are the middle bottom and the bottom left. I have discerned that I think that the ones that are left are black and yellow. 
Yes. Who has the yellow tooth? I do. So I picked up the black tooth with my mage hand, and I put it in the bottom left. Okay. Uh, nothing happens. Do I have enough time to put it in the other one? Sure. Okay, so I put it, I move it over one. All right, it works. So you put all the teeth in there. Uh, we solved this mess of a puzzle. Y'all cleaned up the mess on the floor with some fire. And all of the teeth, in the order that you killed the skeletons, black, green, yellow, red, white, are now in the skull. And they now are the same color as the rest of the skull. The skull's jaw kind of drops down open, then slowly reanimates, and it whispers, Turn around. Oh, no. The entire tower that you're in rotates. You actually feel it turn 90 degrees. Listen, I didn't like the Haunted Mansion the first time I wrote it. (laughs) It feels like the walls keep getting taller. (laughs) No. Oh. Not at all. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to this episode of Magic Folk. We hope you enjoyed, and if you did, be sure to subscribe wherever podcasts live, rate and review us on iTunes, and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Magic Folk Pod. Magic Folk is created by Curtis Beck, Becca Bowen, Kyle Bruning, and Victoria Watkins, and is based on Characters and World, also by Victoria Watkins. And please, feel free to reach out to us with your thoughts about the show. We love hearing from you. See you next time!